This is Doug Ray on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's news talk and sports station. This is the Wealth Guardian Show. If you were forced to retire unexpectedly today, would you be prepared? Or would you be a huge financial setback to you? Life is full of surprises, and these surprises come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Some are good, and some are bad. You never know what tomorrow will bring. That's life, right? And guess what? It happens with retiring, too. Your plan is to work for another five or ten years. Now you're really going to buckle down, sock away some money, every nickel you possibly can until age 65. But boom, life happens. Other things are in store for you. According to a recent article from USA Today, 60% of retired U.S. workers retired unexpectedly. 60%. Well, you know, the economy will head south, business gets soft, and you get laid off, or and you get an early retirement. Companies merge, and somebody takes your spot, you're shown the door. Or your health fails. Or you're forced to take care of your husband or your wife or an aging parent. This happens to six out of ten people today. That's a significant percentage. And that means there's a darn good chance it could happen to you. On today's show, we'll talk about why you should take matters into your own hands, how to grab the bull by the horns so you're in control, no matter what curveballs life throws your way. And if you're forced to retire unexpectedly, you'll be prepared. But first, before we get into that, I want to um, bring in a case study that actually happened just a few weeks ago to me, a very interesting case study, and it revolves around beneficiary statements. And you might be asking yourself, why in the world am I talking about beneficiary statements? Well, beneficiary statements are extremely important. In fact, there's case law that went all the way to the Supreme Court that says beneficiary statements trump everything. Now, before I get into the case that actually happened to me, let me tell you some background where this case study came from. Up in New York City, there was a teacher who, when she first started working, um, was not married and made the beneficiary of her, um, her 403B, uh, her uh, parents, and then the contingent beneficiaries were her brother and sister. Well, about four or five years into her working career, she met a fella, got married, and they had a very happy uh, marriage for about 50 years, had children. She had retired, and lo and behold, Her 403B, over those years, had grown to $1.2 million. Well, unfortunately, she gets sick and passes away. And unfortunately, her husband gets sick right after that, and he can't work anymore. Well, I'm afraid this sad story gets even sadder. The beneficiary on her 403B were still who her mother, who had passed away by now, and her brothers and sisters were the contingents. Well, the contingents moved up to primary. They inherited the $1.2 million 403B. Her husband, who was sick and couldn't work anymore, got nothing. Well, it went to court, all the way to the Supreme Court, believe it or not. And the Supremes ruled that that beneficiary statement 
is absolutely trumps everything. They agreed that probably, had they looked at it, that uh, she would have changed it long ago and made her husband the primary beneficiary, but she didn't do it. So the moral of the story, check your beneficiary statements on your 401Ks, your 403Bs, your IRAs, your Roth accounts, your life insurance, and do it maybe every three to five years. Hopefully you have, you know, an annual review with your advisor. And somewhere along that way, every three to five years, make sure you check your beneficiary statements and make sure that they're the way you want them to be. And goodness gracious, if if a big life event happens like a a divorce or a death, right then and there, make sure you, you look at your beneficiary statements. Now, let me go into what happened just a few weeks ago. I get a call from a gentleman. He'd come in to see me about three or four years ago, and he never did any business with me. Unfortunately, I uh, I just didn't win his business. But he calls me back. One of the reasons he calls me back is he's got a problem, and he noticed that I was an Ed Slot Master IRA specialist, and he likes Ed Slot. Ed Slot is a CPA who has won uh, national recognition as an expert in IRAs, and and he mentors a lot of advisors across the country. And I happen to be uh, in his uh, uh, group of mentees. So, long story short, let me set this up for you. This person's wife inherited a $250,000 IRA from her father. That's great, right? Well, there's more to the story. She has a brother and a sister who were disinherited by dad. For whatever reason, I don't know the reason, didn't ask, but dad didn't want them to get anything. But being the good sister, she wants to give her brother and her sister you know, a third of the IRA each. Well, guess what? She can't do it. The only way she can do it is to take the money out of the IRA, pay the tax on it, and give them what's left. Now, there's another step that she could do, and that is she could go back and say, I disclaim this IRA, meaning I don't want it. Okay? So... What would happen in that case is the monies would go back to the estate. Well, this story gets even worse. In this situation, father died intestate. He didn't have a will. So he had this IRA. The only beneficiary on this IRA was this gentleman's wife. And now she's got this dilemma of being fair to her brother and sister. So what happens in this case where there's no will, if she disclaims it, it goes back to the estate, then the state of North Carolina will pass judgment over this money. Now, most likely, the outcome will be this. It will destroy or undo the IRA wrapper, making these monies fully taxable because no tax has been paid on them, and then they will be distributed three ways to um, uh, my – my uh, uh, client's wife and and her uh, brother and sister. Just a needless, totally unbelievable circumstances simply because a beneficiary statement and a will were not properly executed. So the moral of this story, folks, is check your beneficiary statements, and goodness gracious, if you don't have a will, 
please go get a will. And I'll tell you what, lately in the last couple months, I've seen several folks come in, and one of the things I ask them in that very first meeting is, do you have a will? And a couple of them didn't, and they'd been married a long, long time, and they had some assets to protect. And I said, please, before you do anything else, go out and get yourself a will. It's so important because if you don't have a will, then the state of North Carolina is going to step in and decide what happens to your funds. All right. Come Monday morning, it's back to the grind. But when will you get off this hamster wheel? When will you stop answering to everyone else and take control of your money in your retirement? You know, retiring successfully is no accident. You need a plan. And sooner you get started, the better off you'll be. Get started with our Simplified Retirement Action Plan. This customized plan is specifically designed for you. Learning about minimizing risk, diversification, generating income, wringing out every nickel of your Social Security benefits, and how to avoid thousands in unnecessary taxes, penalties, fees, plus so much more. We can only make this available for a small handful of our listeners today. So, if you are listening out there and you have at least $100,000 set aside for retirement, Give us a call for this free, no-obligation, simplified, full retirement income plan. The number is 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. And I'll make sure your beneficiary statements are the way you want them to be. All right, so what if you were forced to retire today? Would you be prepared? Or would you be against the rope, scrambling to put a plan together? Coming up in the next segment, I'll show you how to defend yourself from any punch in the gut that throws that to you. That'll be next on The Wealth Guardians here on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station. Welcome back. I'm Doug Ray. This is the Wealth Guardian Show on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's news talk and sports station. According to USA Today, 60% of retired U.S. workers said they had to stop working unexpectedly. 60%. If you were forced to retire today without warning, how would that impact your financial situation? Do you have enough money to last? Do you already have a plan? Or would you be on your heels? So coming up in this segment, we're going to reveal what's critical to take the bull by the horns now and retire on your own terms, no matter what curveball life throws your way. You know, a lot of us, when we start our working career out, we dream of the day we can retire. We have all these wonderful uh, ideas running around in the back of our mind, like uh, maybe fishing, lots of golf, travel, 
uh, playing with the grandkids, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, in today's economy, what we're seeing a lot of is forced retirements. You get downsized. You know, what happens if you're 58 years old and you get downsized out of a job that uh, you were making eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year at as a mid-level manager? Is it easy to recreate such a job? Not in today's economy, it's not. And what about the situation if you've got parents, elderly parents who get sick and, and they don't have anybody but you to take care of them? How are you going to balance that out? I'm going to tell you something. That's a tough one to to uh, to handle because my wife and I are experiencing that very thing right now. And it's not easy. Not at all. You know, what I have seen in the last 15 years uh, in my line of work, which I specialize in retirement planning, is pretty close to these statistics right here in this triad area. I mean, USA Today did this uh, survey, and and they said 60% of retirees retire before they ever expected to. And I'm seeing an awful lot of that, especially a few years ago during 08 and 09, you know, when the Great Recession hit. You know, do you think another Great Recession could come along at any minute and force you out of your job at age 59 or 60? Again, how how easy would it be for you to get or replicate that job? Let me tell you something. I don't care if you're working in the loading dock, driving a truck, or the CEO of a company. I think in today's corporate America, if you're working for a U.S. corporation, you had better be prepared for this. Just like you prepare for for retirement at 65 or whenever, you better be prepared for what may come at age 55 or even 50 for that matter. So what's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing you do is go ahead and just realize that, yeah, this could potentially happen. No matter how um, you know you important you think you are to your company, and, and surely I, I hope you are, but Here's one, the one thing that we talk about a lot in our business. We talk about rules of thumbs and how much money you should have, have in different pots. And, uh, you know, I talk about a lot of times on this show having at least three pots of money. You know, we call them, uh, you know, today money, uh, tomorrow money, and forever money. And today money basically is what most people think of as their savings account or their emergency funds, their rainy day funds. And then that uh, – the question becomes, how much do I need in a rainy day fund? Well, we used to tell folks to have three to six months worth of living expenses in in that kind of fund. But you know what? Given the situation that we face today with 94 million Americans either out of work or underemployed or part-time workers, I think you probably ought to have try to uh, have at least a year's worth of income need in such a fund. And you say, gosh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. But think about it. If it takes you six to nine months once you're laid off to find the kind of job that you're accustomed to having, that your lifestyle is bent around, you you need to, to have those kinds of funds set aside. So that's goal number one. I don't care what age you are. It's never too late to start. Start today. Start putting away that kind of money. The next thing you need to do 
is you need to sit down and you need to put together a real retirement plan, a written retirement income plan. That's one of the things that I'll do for you folks. Um, Most people don't have a written income plan. And you might say, what is a written income plan? A written income plan is just like a roadmap. When you get in your car and you go on vacation in the summertime and you're going to go down to uh, Florida or up to New York or wherever, you're just not going to get in your car and just hit on, get on the road and go, are you? You're going to have some kind of a map. Now we got GPSs, but nonetheless, it's still a way to follow a map to get to where you're going. A written income plan is the same exact thing. It tells you exactly on the day you retire how much money you're going to need From what sources are they coming from? Are they coming from Social Security? Are you blessed to have a pension? Most aren't. How much money do you have to withdraw from IRAs and 401ks just to meet your standard of living? And on top of that, we have to plan for you to be in retirement for 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. That's not uncommon at all anymore. So this retirement plan, this written retirement plan, has to build in for inflation It has to build in for taxes because your standard of living is what you spend. So on top of that is taxes. Uncle Sam has to be paid, right? Those monies in your IRA account have never been taxed before. So now he wants his fair share. So you need to have that written income plan. The other thing that's going to help mightily in extending your living expenses, your income, is taking that written income plan and then blending in a Social Security optimization. It is so important for you. That can get you, that can squeeze out that extra 10 years you might need if you're going to be around for a 30-year retirement because we do squeeze every single nickel out of your Social Security. Now, there's trade-offs there, and you have to decide if, as a family, that is the right thing for you. But at least you know, once you have a written income plan and once you have a Social Security optimization report, at least you're armed with knowledge. At least now you know how to best way to go about solving the retirement income dilemma for you and your family. Maybe, you know, maybe you do retire early at 62, and take Social Security early. I don't know. I don't know what's right for you, but at least we're going to show you that there are alternatives out there, and we're going to show you the best ways to create this income plan. Okay, let's move on here. Another thing you have to do if something happens, you're laid off, family member gets sick, and you're forced to take time out of work to to take care of them, You have to really reevaluate your needs versus your wants. Yeah, a lot of us want a lot of things, but do we really need it? You know, we have to, at this point in time, really figure out how to cut a lot of fat out of the budget. You know, something else I've noticed in uh, in my work when people come to see me, and don't don't take this the wrong way because I, I, I want you folks to enjoy your life and enjoy your money. But one of the things that I see that I believe is extremely expensive on on the eventual retirement plan is a lot of folks eat out an awful lot. And what do I mean by an awful lot? I'm not talking about one or two times a week. That's fine. But I know there's folks out there that eat 
every lunch out, and then they go home and they eat every dinner out. Now, if you can afford it, that's fine. But if you add all those lunches and dinners up, you're spending an awful lot of money. And like I said, don't take this the wrong way. I want you to enjoy your life. You know, go out to eat, but, you know, be conservative with it. Every single meal that you have out, you could put 10 to $20 into a savings program. Every single one of them. So take a look at your expenses. Take a real hard look at your expenses and figure out how to cut every single ounce of fat out of your budget. All right, next strategy is this. While you're still working, while you're in the planning phase, get ready for these things. Save, like I said before, cut the fat out of the budget. Now, reduce your debt. Get out of debt. Get out of as much debt as you possibly can. If you got credit card debt, get that paid off. If you got automobile debt, get that paid off. Mortgages, that's a bigger hurdle. I understand that. But, you know, with interest rates as low as they are, if you haven't already taken advantage of that, take advantage of it and pay an extra 100 or $200 a month into your mortgage. Get that principal down as hard as you can. Make it a goal of yours to be completely and totally debt-free by the time you're 60 years old. Make that happen for yourself. I'll tell you what, when you get to that stage of life, a ton of pressure is going to be lifted from your shoulders because when you don't owe anybody anything, that gives you a whole lot of freedom. In the next segment, I'm going to have a lot more tips and hints for you in this situation. But first, you know, you've got a choice with your money in your retirement. You can keep doing what you're doing today, or you can take control. If you take control and create that plan, all of your questions become answers. All of your uncertainty and doubt becomes confidence. Let me provide it to you with our simplified retirement action plan. It doesn't get much easier than this. In this plan, you're going to discover simple strategies to minimize your risk, transform your savings into an income workhorse in retirement, how to save thousands in unnecessary taxes, penalties, and fees, how to wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits and earn additional benefits that could literally mean thousands more in your pocket every single year. Plus, why so many retirement plans fail today. This customized plan is specifically designed for you. This is your one chance right now to finally take control of your retirement. So, for the first five folks who call 336-391-3409, I will design a custom, simplified retirement action plan, written income plan, as well as a Social Security optimization report, free no obligation on your part. Call us at 336-391-3409. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station.
Welcome back. I'm Doug Ray. This is the Wealth Guardian Show on 94.5 WPTI, Piedmont's news, talk, and sports station. Today we're talking retiring unexpectedly, and it can have a very bad domino effect on your retirement. Here's how. You're now faced with a longer retirement with far less savings than you thought you'd have, and you're forced to take your Social Security benefits early. And that means you had to settle for lower benefits. And the list goes on and on. According to a recent USA Today article, 6 in 10 people are forced to retire unexpectedly. That means there's a very good chance it could happen to you. So coming up in this segment, I'm going to continue on with some ways that you can guard against retiring unexpectedly. You know, we never can say that that won't happen to us because it clearly can. But there are things that you can do to prepare for that potential outcome. We had talked about several things, getting out of debt, building up a cash uh, emergency fund, um, putting more monies into your 401ks and IRAs, uh, minimizing expenses. Let's take a look at another situation that maybe you never thought of. While you're still working, while you can do this, Explore alternative money-making options. Yeah. Maybe start a little business. My brother-in-law has an eBay business where he sells motorcycle parts. Who would have thought of that? Not me. But, you know, it's kind of his hobby. He's turned into an income stream. Think about something like that for yourself. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're, you're, you're a mechanic. Uh, maybe you're like he, he is, my brother-in-law. He, he's into motorcycles, and he could, has a knack for being able to find the right parts. Maybe you're a coin collector. Maybe buy and sell coins on eBay. I don't know what it is, but look at other streams of, of ways to making an income. Also, why not make yourself more available in another vocation? What I'm talking about here is maybe take some courses, get some education in technology or web design or something that is in higher demand than maybe your job if you're in, say, the textile industry or something like that. Be creative. Look at other potential ways to get that income coming in if the unexpected happens to you. All right, so another thing to think about, is avoid knee-jerk reactions. Start planning now while you're gainfully employed for the day that may come, hopefully won't, but may come, and don't, you know, do something that you're going to regret later. Don't, uh, you know, if if you find yourself with a pink slip one day, don't run out of the office and, you know, just burn the house down. You don't want to ever burn any bridges. Because who knows? Maybe they'll come back in a month or two months or six months and hire you back. You don't want to sell your house and, and, and move to uh, Florida or wherever. Give it some time. That's why it's important to have that cash cushion on the sidelines so you can sit back, collect your thoughts, collect your emotions, and figure out what it is, what road you need to take that's right for you and your family. So no knee-jerk reactions. All right, so here's another tip. Try to distinguish between T 
temporary and permanent choices. Now, what do I mean by that? All right. Let's say, for example, the worst-case scenario happened, you were laid off today. A permanent choice versus a temporary choice, what is that? Well, a temporary choice may be, uh, like I said before, not going out to eat as much, saving your money. A permanent choice may be, well, now you have to seriously sit down and think about alternative living, uh, selling your house, downsizing, moving to an apartment, um, and let's work to not having to move back in with the kids, right? We don't want that to happen to you. But again, distinguish between temporary choices and permanent choices. Remember this. It's not over. There's always another goal, uh, always another option out there for you, especially, and this is key, this may be the key to the whole show today, for you to start planning for this tragic event now while you've got time to plan for it. If you do that, then your temporary choices become a whole lot more than your permanent choices because you'll have an action plan to build on. All right, now let's say you do make it to the glory year. You get all the way to retirement, whatever that is for you, age 65, 66, 62, whatever the case may be. I want to talk to you about another risk, a major risk that all retirees face, regardless of if you get to your retirement age or you're retired uh, unexpectedly. Uh, That is something called the sequence of return risk. Now, I'm not going to completely describe it to you. What I'll ask you to do is go to my website at www.thewealthguardians.com and on the front page, go all the way down on the right-hand side, about three-quarters of the way down, and I've got a two-minute video there for you that you can watch to find the uh, and see what the the technicals of the sequence of return risk. But I'm going to kind of give you a case study to give you an idea of what uh, this risk is. And it really is one of the biggest risks a retiree faces. So to start this out, let me ask this question. Do you think that we could have another financial crisis like we had in 2008? And if so, what have you done to keep from happening now what happened to you then. The sequence of return risk occur somewhere between what we call the retirement red zone, that five years before and five years after retirement. And basically what we're talking about here is if we have another 2008, when you initially retire and you're pulling funds out of your retirement plan, how's that going to affect you? So, Maybe you were still working in 2008. Maybe you were still working in 2000 to 2002. You didn't have to take money out of your plan. In fact, you were putting money in your plan. In a perverse way, that actually turned out to be a benefit to you because every single pay period as your monies went into that 401k plan, you were buying more shares at cheaper prices. We call this dollar cost averaging. But when you retire... The math becomes your enemy. As you're taking out whatever it is, $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month to supplement your retirement, and the market goes down, the shares that you own are shrinking in value. That means that same $2,000 distribution 
has to sell more and more shares every month to create the same amount of funds for you to live on. That's the sequence of return risk. What you're doing here is you're adding so much downside pressure on your account that you may not recover from. Not only is the market bringing your money down 20, 30, 40% or more, but your distributions are as well. And if you lose 50% of your account value, you've got to get a 100% return just to get back to even. I'm going to give you a little story. We've got two twin brothers. They retired in 1972. They were almost, they were identical twins. Now, one brother retired in 1972. He had his Social Security. He had $100,000 in an IRA. And he had something that most retirees don't have now. He had a pension. Now, brother number two worked for a different company, but pretty much had the same job, and he retired in 1972. He had $100,000 in an IRA, and he had Social Security. But what brother number two didn't have that brother number one had was a pension plan. Now, remember I said they both had $100,000 in an IRA. And both of them had it invested 50% in bonds and 50% in stocks. And from 1972 to 1995, their accounts averaged 10.1% per year. Pretty good, right? Now, brother number one, who's the brother with a pension, in 1995, his IRA account was worth $800,000. Now, brother number two, his IRA account wasn't worth as much because, remember, brother two didn't have a pension. So he had to take distributions from that IRA account to help him in retirement. Now, guess what brother number two had in his IRA in 1995? Remember, brother number one had $800,000. Both of them earned 10.1% per year. Brother number two had to take about 5% per year out of his account to live off of. By the time 1995 rolled around, brother number one, as I said before, had $800,000 in the account. Brother number two had zero. He ran completely out of money. Why? The sequence of return risk. The markets in the 1970s tore his account up. We had a market very similar to what we've had now where we had two fifty percent declines. We had the Arab oil embargo and it absolutely tore him up when he was taking funds out of his account. He basically retired penniless after that period of time. He lost his entire IRA account. Now that's the sequence of return risk. At our practice at the Wealth Guardians We make sure our clients do not go through the sequence of return risk. You have got to have an exit strategy if you have monies in this market. You also have have to have a good foundational piece on your retirement income plan that's going to be impervious to market downclines, but at the same time give you decent growth and also an income stream that you can't outlive. So if you're in the retirement red zone, 
that's plus or five years before and after retirement, and you're concerned about this sequence of return risk, and you want to seek a second opinion, if you want to have a written income plan, if you want to be impervious to a market downturn, then come in and see me for a free, no obligation, written retirement income plan with a Social Security optimization. The number is 336-391-3409. You've been listening to the Wealth Guardians on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Doug Ray with the Wealth Guardians program on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station. Today we've been talking about what happens if you are unexpectedly retired, laid off, or God forbid you you find yourself in a position where you have to take care of ailing parents or family members or something like that and you have to quit work or you have to cut back your hours. What do you do? Some of the things we discussed was put together early before any of this happens, some kind of a retirement income plan. Reevaluate your needs versus your wants. Explore more money-making opportunities. Avoid knee-jerk reactions. And distinguish between temporary and permanent choices. We talked about those at length in the first parts of the segment. And if you're just joining us and want to hear more, this will be up on my website on www.thewealthguardians.com. Or certainly you can call us and we'll be glad to chat with you about some of these alternatives. Unfortunately, it is happening to a lot of Americans. Six out of ten, according to USA Today. Six out of ten Americans are having to retire earlier than they thought. That means they've either been downsized, laid off, companies got merged, or a health situation struck them when it was least unexpected, or they're finding themselves in a situation where they're having to take care of parents uh, who can't take care of themselves. It happens a lot, and I've seen a lot of it. I really have. Mostly in the, in the area of being laid off. You know, coming out of the uh, 2008, 2009 economy, we saw a lot of that going on. So we had some good tips today. I hope you take advantage of them. What I want to do with a few remaining moments we have today is I want to describe to you what you're going to get if you come and and sit down and talk with me about putting together and building a retirement, a written retirement income plan, a roadmap to your retirement. That's the key, the cornerstone of avoiding uh, the problems that we'll have in, in an unexpected layoff or retirement for you. Plan early. Plan for it. Maybe you're 45 right now and, and you, you know, this isn't even, hadn't even come up in your thoughts. It's never too early to plan. So let's talk about what goes into a well thought out and a well planned retirement income plan. One of the things we do when we talk to 
new potential clients is we, we dig deep and we find out what's going on in their life. What do they like to do? You know, what are some of their goals in retirement? Travel. Is it play golf? Is it, uh, you know, work on hobbies like uh, restoring cars? Things like that. Then we take a look at their their debt situation. We take a look at uh, how much they're saving. We take a look at uh, how their um, investments have been going for them. All of that fits into place. It's the essential fact-finding part of the plan. Once that's over with, what I'll do to start building a plan is I'm going to start with something called, or I call it, the standard of living. A lot of people call it how much you spend, your budget. You know, no, And nobody, trust me, nobody likes a budget. Everybody hates a budget. But it's essential, folks. And that's one of the most critical numbers you're going to give me when you sit down and talk to me. How much do you spend a month? And a lot of people are surprised at that. How much you spend a month entails not just your mortgage payment, what you put in gas in the car, what you spend on clothes, what you spend on groceries, how much you spend going out to eat, but it also includes things that you might not think of, like how much do you spend on Christmas presents and birthday presents? And then we've got to figure out, we've got to divide that by 12. I mean, those things happen once a year, and they're cash flows that you come out of pocket with right then and there. But in a budget, it has to be budgeted for on a 12-month basis. How about property tax? How about those kinds of things? You know, there's a lot that goes into your standard of living. The goal of any well-thought-out and planned retirement plan is to get you through the rest of your life maintaining your standard of living without running out of money. So once we get this number, whatever your, your standard of living number is, we have to do two things to that number to meet our goal. The first thing we have to do is the standard of living is what you spend. Okay, so we have to add taxes on top of that. Once we do that, then we have to adjust it for inflation because you absolutely know 10 years from now, a gallon of milk is going to cost more than it does today. There's no question about it. That has to be built into your plan. The other thing we have to do is we have to figure out what is the best way for you to file for your Social Security. You know, we talk about that a lot on this program because it's vital to every family out there to squeeze every dollar out of Social Security that they possibly can. If you do that, you're going to be amazed at how far your funds will last you into retirement because of this. Every year you delay taking Social Security, your benefit grows. It grows by roughly 7% per year plus any cost of living adjustment that's added in, in that year. That can be huge. Now, you get that. It's called delayed credits from age 62 to 70. And what that does, the compounding effect really builds over time. And by the time you're in your 80s and late 80s, 
it's had a magnificent effect on being able to create a long-lasting standard of living for yourself. You know, unfortunately, 75% or so of Americans file at 62, and they really – they I don't know why they do that. I think a lot of people are really afraid that they're not going to get their Social Security benefit because they hear, hear so many misstatements, um, you know, mis, uh, mistruths, miss, whatever you want to call it, uh, about the Social Security system. I will tell you right now – it is my firm belief if you're 55 and older at this point, you're going to get your Social Security benefit pretty much the way it's designed now. There will be some changes, no doubt about it, but when the changes are made, it will affect the age cohort that is younger than 55. All right, so that's your standard of living. Now we have to take a look at what you've been able to do in terms of building up an asset base to help you fund your retirement. If you have not started to contribute as hard as you can to your 401ks, I would suggest you do that immediately. Better late than never. The other thing I would recommend you do, if you haven't done so already, is start a Roth and put money in a Roth IRA. You need to try to accomplish and build as much tax-free income into a retirement plan as you possibly can. It is my belief that taxes will be higher in the future than they are now. At just about every public talk I give, I I ask by a show of hands, tell me, do you believe taxes will be higher in the future than they are now? And invariably, nobody tells me they think taxes will be cheaper. Because we've got precedent there. The highest marginal rate we've ever had in this country has been 90%, and that was right after World War II. And up until Ronald Reagan was elected, it was 70%. Currently, the highest marginal rate is 39.5%. So obviously, there's precedent there for it to go higher. Create as much tax-free income as you possibly can. I could build a whole other show around creating tax-free income, but I don't have the time to do that for you today. That's why I really want you to come in and sit down and let's have a conversation about your retirement, a serious conversation about your retirement, especially about how to getting you through the rest of your life, maintaining your standard of living and not running out of money. That's so important. Again, I'm offering to all listeners the opportunity for a meeting with me so that I can build you one of these written retirement income plans that includes the Social Security optimization, that includes how to generate tax-free income, that includes a foundational base of creating income that you cannot outlive. It also includes an exit strategy so you will not ever lose 40 or 50% of your money in another major market downturn. All you have to do is call us, 336-391-3409. Again, it's free. It's no obligation. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. But here's what I will ask. If you like the plan I put together for you, and if it's right for you and your family, I would ask you to implement it with me. I think that's fair. Do you? Call us at 336-391-3409. 
Well, we're just about ready to run out of time for today's show. I've really enjoyed being with you today, and we'll be back again for another Wealth Guardian show. This is Doug Ray on 94.5 WPTI, the Piedmont's News Talk and Sports Station.